never say die! Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14, episode 136. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And I'd like to thank the buffet companies of the world for teaching me the difference between all I can eat and all I should eat. Oh. Which, in my experience, is about two full plates. Two full plates of? Oh, uh, we'll get to that when we get to the uh, big oh. question at the end, the Ooh. buffet strategy. Right on. So, yeah, so this week we are talking about food, specifically large, large amounts of food that you can eat all you can. The Be very American, all you can eat buffet. Well, maybe not all American as you think it is, but... Uh, mm. it's, very, it's very American in spirit. Yes, it is an American in spirit, but there's, um, you know, there's a little bit of history to it, but we're talking about buffets. Buffet restaurants back then, kicking on your uh, Sizzler or... Uh, Ponderosa, and uh, all the way to stuff that's out there now in these quote-unquote healthy buffets that are supposedly out there, too. But, um, yeah, so, hey, Josh. Hey, Mike. <laughs> I was taking a drink. <laughs> didn't expect you to throw to me suddenly. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing talent we have there. You know, what's a, you know what's a great group of people to hang out with if you're going to a buffet? The, uh, the podcast uh, collective. Oh, yeah, that is our new uh, podcast network that we are now belong to. Smooth. Do they throw to you while you're taking a drink? Yeah, they do. They <laughs> always do. They can. Unfortunately, we're audio, so I couldn't see you were taking a drink, but right. I figured I had a 75% chance. <laughs> so From now on, before you take a drink, always announce it. Everyone. I'll be right. taking a drink now. I'm taking I'm a drink. taking a drink. <laughs> So on the Podcast Collective, in addition to 40 Going On 14, you can find such shows as the Bad Parenting Podcast, No Hope for Humanity, the Coffin Joe Cast, On the Block, and Joel's own Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. Yeah. Hey, he got it right. Yay. Of course I got it right. I know the K is silent. Heck yeah. And if you're also looking And the for... Left Field Sports Lounge. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, sure. They're in there. I'll, I'll dig it up. We'll, we'll put it in there. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, also, if you want to find us on Saturdays at uh, noon, uh, crap, after the stick twiddlers, but before the turnbuckle throwbacks at Geek go. Life Radio. So you can find us streaming there every Saturday at 12 o'clock. Yeah, uh, and if you want to check out our archives, you can do that on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and coming extremely soon, maybe even by the time this uh, episode goes live, uh, yeah. Google Play Podcast. It is theorized today that it is supposed to be out on this uh, coming Monday, the 18th. So. I don't buy it. You don't have to. It's free. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Speaking if of... If you'd fr- like to correct Pat, you can do that by calling <laughs> 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Yeah. And I think I may have a correction because right before we went live, I got an email from uh, Nikki New Zealand, and the header of this is uh, just says, oh, Mike, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it's a voicemail, so I don't know what she's going to say. So we've got some uh, some listener response, listener feedback, so let's see what Nikki's got to say. Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously. Um yeah, Pat. Yay, thumbs up. Roll down Pat. You completely understood it. Mike. <laughs> yeah, no. Um you guys were exactly right. A delivery is bowling the ball. There are two wickets, one at each end. After the ball is bowled, if the batter hits the ball and isn't caught out, then they need to run between the wickets. Okay? Uh a hat trick is three consecutive deliveries three consecutive people getting out they can be out by uh the ball could hit the wickets 
the batter might nick the ball. I said nick, K-N-I-C-K, the ball. And it might go behind to the wicketkeeper. It's a court behind. Um, they might hit it really far, really high, and someone caught it, like in baseball. Um and there's a, a LBW, which I think would just confuse the hell out of you. But basically, uh, too late. It's if the ball just straight up hits your pad and you're not even trying to hit it. That's called an LBW. That's another way to get out. So yes, three consecutive deliveries, three consecutive people got out. That's called a hat trick. If you that means that two of those people, throwing some more knowledge away, two of those people got ducks, as in quack quack ducks. Because if you go in there and you score zero. That's called a duck. Also, why the fuck isn't Killer calling in about this? He's Australian. They have cricket in Australia. They're way better than us. He needs to be, you know, giving you guys some of the details. Maybe it's because my voice is much better. Demi Lovato. (laughs) (laughs) What? So if the duck has a hat... <laughs> Literally, all I understood was Demi Lovato. <laughs> and that's part of it anyway. And coming up on the, the Jedi, yeah, on the podcast collective, Nikki New Zealand in teaching cricket to Americans. <laughs> I feel ready to play a game now. Yeah, well, the wickets are kind of like bases. Yeah, but there's only two of them, all right? Right. So he has and to run back and forth. behind is sort of like a pop-up fly. Okay. So what's right. a line drive? Well, the line drive is just baseball. Okay. And, and, but if you hit one in, in cricket, you have to make it to the other wicket before they get you out. What's a wicket? That's that three little rods that are sticking up out of the ground. Yeah, it's right. like a post that, with three three rods. That the bowler is trying to knock over with I'm, the pitch. I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm trying to understand this, but... It's definitely not cool. Well, no, I mean, the, bat's, the, bat, <laughs> the bat is definitely cooler than the bats we use for baseball. Oh, yeah, the bat's pretty badass. They're good for yeah. killing zombies. Yeah. <laughs> also, in Spinal Tap, it was a great use of the cricket bat. Remember the manager carried a cricket bat all the time? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so... But, Nikki, thank you for that. Again? I, I will say that I am more confused now than I was before... <laughs> I, especially when the ducks came into it. So, <laughs> yeah, are they getting literal ducks? I wonder. Yes, I think it's like a turkey in bowling, where it's just called a duck. Yeah, I would hope so. They don't call a turkey in bowling a duck. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? It is so bad time. Turd ducking. All right, uh, we've also got a couple of uh, shout-outs on Twitter. That uh, some of these I, I probably should have said last week. Because uh, a lot of these are responses to our Goosebumps episode. Hmm. Um, at Catapult says, uh, R.L. Stein is where I cut my teeth on horror, but I prefer Fear Street. Grossly underrated. Fear Street, huh? Yeah, I don't know Fear Street. Is that a, I've never heard of it. Is that a Canadian thing, maybe? What, it's they terrorize you and then they apologize for it? Fear <laughs> Street. Oh, wait. Fear Street was a series of books. Okay, there were other R.L. Stein books that uh, started in 1989. Huh. A little more uh, advanced, I guess, maybe. Also, our friend Joe Dane at Zombie Archivist says, uh, Slappy in the Tales of the Crypt episode with Don Rickles episode uh, made me dread ventriloquist dummies. As you mm-hmm. should. <laughs> that, that attitude is correct. Yes. <laughs> that's called that's called evolution. Yeah. What what's you that movie that with fear. um Anthony Hopkins? Magic. Magic. Oh yeah. man. Directed by Richard Richard Attenborough, who scared the living crap out of me. Yeah, that one's frightening. There's several things that man should just be naturally afraid of, one of which is clowns. The other one is mannequins and dummies. And And Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Well, that goes without saying. That's like, you know, the fear of the dark and the fear of uncontrolled fire. Yes. 
Patrick. Uncontrolled, <laughs> uncontrolled Rosie O'Donnell. Stale <laughs> beams! <laughs> uh, one more thing on Twitter as a reaction to our uh, Sherlock Holmes show. At uh, Wiretech Girl, who's uh, Annalise from Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. Annalise. Said, awesome. Can't wait for this one. Winky face. She that last one was an no. That was an emoticon. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh there's like a the cute nickname for Patrick or something. Winky face. Oh, that, that's my webcam girl name. <laughs> okay, I'm writing that down on my list of things to never look up. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say don't Google that. <laughs> Just in case I'm being truthful, you're like, yeah. nope, don't, don't look, don't, don't, don't want to know cousin. that. Oh God! All right, it is okay. so that time. I think it's about that time. Yeah. This week in music. Movies and TV. And fried chicken and corn and potatoes and whatever else on sports. He's at a buffet. (laughs) All right, so this year is 1960. Patrick has gone on the way. Are we sure? It is. Uh, Patrick, shut up. Yeah, because you didn't help this time. We're all in the United States and it's all 1960. I didn't mess up. Yeah, you did. You, you were the did. one who did you the music the from Europe. Ten. Yeah. Oh, 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 like moving a, an entire decade was was worse. Was I not didn't say that it up. wasn't, but uh, yeah. by <laughs> virtue of you, not Josh. contributing. <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for your uninterrupted, uninterrupted streak of never fucking up the tweet. Apathy saves the day again. All right. Yeah. So July 17th, 1960, when the El Ranchero Casino. Oh. In, what? The El, El Ranchero. Ranchero. El Rancho, I'm sorry, Casino in Las Vegas burnt down. It was the home of the first. Is this the no? Echo? It isn't. No, all you can eat buffet in America. Oh, it's a A Y C E. Yeah. yeah, got it. I thought it was the acronym of the week, but apparently that's later. Oh. Uh, that's that's later. All right, so <clears throat> music. The number one song in the land is "Alley Oop" by the Hollywood Argyles. <laughs> Which says a lot. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember that one, and I listened to a lot of music from the 60s. Oh, really? You, you would remember this one if you heard it. If Mike cues it up, you um, will definitely... Yeah, it sounds nothing like that. <laughs> Hang on. Those are the words. Here we go. That's what I said. He's like, that's not it. In the funny papers, we all know... I got he lives way back You've never heard this? No. And I, like I said, I listened to the 60s. That's one of my go-to stations on uh, Sirius XM. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Huh. That was, that was a huge song when it was popular because it was based on the uh, character Alley Oop from the, the cartoons. The, yeah, which actually was a pretty dang good comic, actually. Yep. So uh, July 14th. So that was a big old pop culture <clears throat> thing crossover. Yep. Dinos- dinosaurs and cavemen were huge in 1960. They were huge when they lived on the planet, too. <laughs> So July July 14th sees the birth of half of one of the greatest rock duos of all time as Kyle Gass is born in California. Along with Jack Black, he forms the Emmy-winning Tenacious D. Rock on. This is not the greatest song. (laughs) This is just a tribute. (laughs) So uh, also... Day, you know, I, I tell you Wonder the time. Boy. My uh, <laughs> when uh, Tenacious D like hit their first their first their stride. My we went on a road trip to Door County with my whole family, including my brother in law and my brother. And this is the first time my mother ever had to physically abuse all three of us at the same time because we wouldn't stop singing "Fuck Her Gently." As... <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to is yeah. offering to order things from Zanzibar. Yeah, no, no, no. We're 
Well, we were at we were at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> we were just like gotta fuck her up gently, and then out of nowhere, it was it was amazing. I think she grew an extra arm just so she could slap all three of us at the same time. <laughs> so uh, David and David was an American rock duo composed of Los Angeles-based studio musicians David Barrowald and David Ricketts, best <laughs> known for their debut single "Welcome to the Boomtown." On July 11th, David Barrowald was born. Now, do, Joel, you're the music guy. Uh-huh. Do you know this song? I do not, actually. I, I knew Ali, but I don't know this one. Don't know this one? Let's see. Welcome to the Boomtown. We got fun and games. <laughs> we got everything wrong. We got lots of radios. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's very 80s. Yeah. There's almost four minutes of that. So cocaine, cocaine in her dresser and bars on her door or so. It's yeah. a very, very 80s song. Yeah, it's kind of a John Mellencamp meets uh, Daryl you know, Hall, John yeah, Oates. Yeah, there you go. Hall yeah. and Oates. But, but if you look at the guy singing. John Hammer, come on. I like my reference better. He looks like. Um, Screw you guys. He looks like uh, just Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. So, but also Foster. <laughs> Is he driving a Lincoln? No. Uh, Foster Adolph Reynolds was an American brass instrument designer and manufacturer. In 1936, Reynolds founded the F.A. Reynolds Company to manufacture his own line of band instruments. Reynolds gained a reputation for superior workmanship and the acoustical properties of the instruments. He entered the workforce at the age of 18 in 1903 and died on the job July 18, 1960, at the age of 75. After murdering a lot of Jews. <laughs> what?! <laughs> That's subtext. (laughs) Everybody who's named Adolf is not a Nazi. We've gone over this. We did? We did. My grandfather was not a Nazi. Yes, my grandfather was not a Nazi. There were more (laughs) neo-Nazis. I stand corrected. (laughs) They were white supremacists, damn it, not Nazis. All right, Um, I am drinking the last two beers right now because of this. (laughs) So... The uh, number one movie at the box office is Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Yes. Oh, such a good movie. So such good. a good movie. But not one of my favorites of his. Of Hitchcock's? Yeah. I can, I can give you that. Probably Vertigo. North by Northwest for me. But birds. it's got the one-two punch of Cary Grant and Alfred oh, Hitchcock. Yeah, The Birds is freaking amazing, too. Yeah, Birds oh. is my favorite. The backstories on the stuff that he did to the actresses <laughs> to make them stay terrified all the time. Bye, Joel. He nearly uh, broke Tippy Hedren's mind. Well, wasn't he like just like randomly like throwing crows at her and shit? Well, yeah, and I, I, he like practiced I- I isolation to the point where like if not for Kubrick and The Shining, uh, that would have been probably the most cruel thing a director had ever done to a female lead. I was going to actually reference Kubrick in saying that he actually idolized Hitchcock. It was pretty obvious in the way he treated his actresses. And he had very clean bathrooms in every film. That's his trademark. Kubrick? Yes. Watch any of his films. His bathrooms are immaculate. Oh, you mean in the... I thought you meant on set. No, in the film. <laughs> it's like, that's some weird trivia. Yeah. I was like, how do you know that? <laughs> I will not film this film if my bathroom is not immaculate. <laughs> he has a valet in the bathroom every set he works. So uh, <clears throat> on July 17th, Shao Wan Por is born. He is known professionally as Robin Shao, a Hong Kong martial artist and actor. He is known for his role as Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat film series and as Gobi in Beverly Hills Ninja, in which he starred along with Chris Farley. Mortal Kombat! Is that how Chris Farley became a fatality? Dude. 
too soon. Yeah, be stepping on Farley like that. Man. Wow, I am just ruining everything tonight. You are. <laughs> First it's Nazis, then dissing on Farley. Holy crap, dude. Uh, All right, so TV. We'll see if you can redeem yourself. Okay. On uh, July 19th, the unsold pilot for Head of the Family airs with Carl Reiner as the TV writer Rob Pitier. Barbara Breton is Rob... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Petrie. Rob Petrie. Petrie from the Dick Van Dyke Show. All right. So Barbara Bertrand is Rob's wife, Laura, Sylvia Miles, and Sally Rogers, and Morty Gunty as Buddy Sorrell. In 1961, CBS would score a hit with this show under a new name and a new cast known as the acronym of the week, which is TDVDS. Yes, that's Tangerine Dildo's Vibrate Daniel Scrotum. <laughs> what? And Daniel. What happens to his coonskin cap? <laughs> what? <laughs> What? No, I, I know where he's going. Daniel Boone. Yeah, I, I okay. know where he's going, too. I... <laughs> that is that is the Dick Van Dyke show, actually. Oh. Yeah, sorry. There's... You were very close, though. Well, there was yeah. no scrotum vibrating in the Dick Van Dyke show that we know of. That's why he tripped over the ottoman. I thought it was because he was <laughs> because drunk. Because of the tangerine dildo. <laughs> tangerine right. dildo tickling his scrotum. Uh, starring Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, Rosemary, and Maury Amsterdam. I love that show. Oh, it's so good. It's still funny. Is it true yeah, that it actually he, is. he was like drunk the entire time he did that show? Uh, Maury Amsterdam? Probably. Well, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, too. Yeah. And apparently he was a terrible person, but that's unsubstantiated. You know what? I saw him on... Um, Crack. There was a, no, there was a TV show that is no longer on the air, but it was about a... A guy that makes uh, movie props or, or Halloween props out of Greeley, Colorado. Uh, Making Monsters was what it was called. And he made a giant prop for Dick Van Dyke. And Dick Van Dyke apparently is a huge Halloween fan, loves it. And so he sets up these elaborate things in front of his house for the kids to come by and get candy. Well, this particular animatronic was giant and frightening. And the kids would come and it would scare them and they would literally be like in tears running away and he thought it was the greatest thing on the planet. So, yeah, I can testify that he's kind of a dick. Well, who was it that told us that? Was that Charlie or was that Nenomloss who told us that uh, Dick Van Dyke was awful? I think it was Charlie. Which is, which I'm not is, sure. But that's, that's bad. We haven't heard from him in a long time, have we? Yeah. So we don't know where he is again. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's never a good thing. All right, so also, Jane Lynch. He's right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jane Lynch is born on July 14th. Who's Jane I Lynch? I love her. Yay. Who's yeah, Jane, Jane Lynch? Oh, you know Jane Lynch. Do I? Yes. Yeah, she's got she's uh, a- short hair. She's very skinny. She was uh, the gym coach in Glee. Oh, uh, she's been in a bunch of Christopher yeah. movies. Oh, uh, yeah, 40-year-old virgin. Yep. Oh, yeah, She's... and she, she was like the uh, one of the dog trainers in Best in Show. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's cool. I like her. All right, so sports. On July 18th, in Chicago, the National League's owners voted unanimously to expand from eight teams to ten. The new National League teams would be the New York Mets and the Houston Colt 45s, later the Houston Astros. <laughs> Houston Colt <laughs> They were smooth 45s. back then. <laughs> Yeah, that was. It's like, are they named after the gun or the malt liquor? It's Texas, so. (laughs) Eh? (laughs) Technically, both. You could have both in your car at any point. It didn't really matter. (laughs) Open liquor laws. Oh. That explains so much. Did they have like a giant Billy D. Williams like mascot running around out there? (laughs) Not in 1960. Yeah. Ooh. All right, so uh, July 15th, the Baltimore Orioles' Brooks Robinson almost single-handedly defeated the Chicago White Sox with a 5-for-5 performance at the plate, driving in three runs and hitting for the cycle as the Orioles beat the White Sox 5-2. Meddling kids. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. You guys know what hitting for the cycle means? 
I actually don't. And like, I, uh, does it have to do with a duck? Does it have to do with cricket? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I know more about sports than I pretend to, but I honestly don't know this one. It means you hit a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. Nice. Oh, really? Nice. <clears throat> All right. So the buffet. Brum, brum, brum. All of us. Have Sorry, them. that was my belly. <laughs> It's a very musical belly, right? <laughs> well, huh? I had a buffet for dinner. Oh, oh, yeah. So, buffet, as we know it, uh, rest- buffet restaurants, just acres of food. Um, all of us have eaten at buffets then, and we're all ate at buffets now to try and get our do our research for this. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Uh, so, a little bit of history. The buffet table originates from the Bravensbord. It's a Swedish schnapps or shot of alcoholic beverage, the Bravensbord, table from the middle of the 16th century, which, from what I understand, was what was laid out for travelers. Well, that's the smorgasbord. The sh- was that the smorgasbord or was yeah. that the Bravensbord? Well, the Bravensbord is the piece of furniture that you'd lay out the drinks on. And eventually, ah, okay, trav- so- not knowing when travelers were going to drop in, the smorgasbord would be laying out like breads and hard cheeses okay. and other things that wouldn't go bad, like so the- pickled fish. Yeah, so the Bravins board is actually the physical table then. Okay, yes. I completely I got that wrong then. I misunderstood. All right, so the smorgasbord. <laughs> we are <laughs> every time we do a do a Swedish chef uh, impersonation, everybody takes a shot. Not us, you guys. We're watching you. <laughs> Everyone else. Everyone listening. Unless uh, you're driving. Oh man, we especially should, if you're driving. We should come. <laughs> we should come up with a drinking game for our show. Um, oh yeah. Someone get on that. Uh, Nikki's so, voicemails will be a lot more interesting when she calls in. <laughs> so, the smorgasbord. No offense, Nikki. I just mean like. Anyway. Became internationally known as a smorgasbord at the 1939 New York World's Fair exhibition, as the Swedes had to invent a new way of showcasing the best Swedish food to large numbers of visitors. So yeah, that's the closest thing to early. It's still not quite all you can eat, but it's taking the Bravensbord table. And instead of just putting out, like, non-perishable things for travelers, they just put out the best of everything so people could come by and take a little bit. And then the French decided that the furniture looked cool but needed a French name and needed to be fancier, so they created the buffet. Buffet? Would you like to get something from the buffet? I'm sorry, I have a cold. (laughs) (laughs) So the all-you-can-eat buffet... Uh, has been described to Herbert Herb Cobb McDonald, a Las Vegas publicity and entertainment manager who introduced the idea in 1956 at El Rancho. El Rancho. A casino in Las Vegas with screen doors. Because as we learned (laughs) from the uh, Ocean's Eleven 11 show, all the security in uh, Las Vegas was taken care of by just a screen door. Yeah, that first all-you-can-eat buffet, it was just laying out, like, random sandwiches and whatever, but it was just an idea to keep the gamblers in the casino so they wouldn't go out to a restaurant to eat. And as the uh, buffet got more and more elaborate, they started losing money on the buffet, but it didn't matter because they were making so much more by keeping the gamblers in on the premises. Right. And they got known for having a, a $1 all-you-can-eat policy. Yep. <sighs> Which is all right. So he actually this this uh, Herbert Herb and Cobb McDonald wrote a book called uh, "The Muses of Rune," which sounds well. McDonald. Oh, no, didn't I'm sorry. Write no, that. William Pearson wrote this. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Make one freaking mistake with you people. The Muses of Rune. William Pearson wrote of the buffet. 
At midnight, every self-respecting casino premieres its buffet. The eighth wonder of the world, the one true art form in this androgynous harlot of cities has delivered herself of. We marvel at the Great Pyramids, but they were built over decades. The midnight buffet is built daily. Crushed ice castles and grottos chill the shrimp and lobster. Sculptured aspic, aspic? aspic uh-huh. is scrolled with paisley arabesques. They are laid out with reverent artistry, hors d'oeuvres, relish, salads and sauces, crab, herring, oyster sturgeon octopus and salmon turkey ham roast beef casseroles fondues and curries cheeses fruits and pastries how many times you go through the line is a private matter between you and your capacity and then between your capacity and the chef's evil eye and i have got the strangest boner from reading out all that food (laughs) that is that is an awesome paragraph that is a great paragraph that and it it definitely shows how they were Back then, how a buffet was like a presentation and not just a place to gorge yourself. Sure, because as soon as all of the casinos started doing the midnight buffet, as it is in Vegas, you have to be bigger and better than the next guy in order to keep the people coming to your place instead of going to theirs. Right. So they had to, I mean, sturgeon, octopus, and salmon on a buffet. Damn. And I can't wait to talk about uh, what we'll get to in the now, which is the Bacchanal Buffet at Caesars. Ooh, Ooh see, oh, I what? haven't been to that one, but I have hit a couple of the other ones. See, I uh, have... you talk you talk <clears throat> about you know a spectacle. You know, I, I know a lot of places don't do it anymore, but that that's the best. Well, anyway, we'll get to it. In I the think now. I've heard of this, but yeah, yeah, I it's I... Ra- it's rated the number one buffet in the world. Hmm. Even better so, than Golden Corral. Oh my god! Well, they're number two by a scratch. <laughs> they are number two occasionally. Yes. <laughs> Occasionally, every time, I think that's in the guarantee, like when you walk in the door, you read the little thing and it says, our mission statement is to be number two. So what is the first buffet restaurant that you recall eating at? Ooh. Yeah, reaching into the Wayback Machine, for me, the first one I can remember is a uh, Bob's Big Boy. Really? A buffet? Yep. Or are you just talking a like a salad bar? They had They had a full buffet. This has got to be in the mid-80s on a road trip. Huh. It's the first time I encountered an all-you-could-eat uh, buffet. And when we got back home, uh, I wanted the same experience. And uh, we, what the best we could do was salad bars. when Because there was a really good salad bar at the restaurant John's Garage at Ford City. And a halfway decent one. That was when Wendy's, every single Wendy's had a full salad bar. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, that. <clears throat> oh, dude. When the Wendy's, remember the uh, baked potato bars? Oh, yeah. Oh. People, I tell people Wendy's about that. Is how I learned about chickpeas. <laughs> 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 that they exist that or that they're also garbanzo beans? No, just they, that they exist. Oh, okay. And they, they're something you eat and they were good. All right. So, yeah, um, my first one that I remember, uh, it's got to be hmm, probably uh, not Sizzler, but the other one. Ponderosa? Ponderosa. Ponderosa. Ponderosa? Yeah. Probably Ponderosa for me. Ponderosa? Yeah. Layers now, of steak. Cafeteria style doesn't count, though, right? Because you don't really go back for seconds. Not Luby's. Right, because I was going to say, when I was growing up, my uh, there was a couple places my grandfather always liked to go on Sunday for lunch. But um, I, I'm probably going to have to say that uh, I would agree with Mike. I think Ponderosa was my first experience because they were all over Kansas City. I don't remember having Sizzler, but we had Ponderosas. And um, I, I, my favorite thing about it was that I, being a fried chicken lover my whole life, you know, I could go eat as much fried chicken as I want. So, Looking at it, that Bob's Big Boy, they still do it, but it was only a breakfast and fruit buffet. Huh. And it's still a thing, apparently. Huh. The world-famous weekend breakfast and fruit buffet. 
Are you going to make a road trip to go relive that experience? Uh, maybe. I mean, uh, I'm planning on doing a road trip later this year. So, where is that located? Oh, uh, there's a bunch of Bob's big boys. Are there any in Illinois? I don't. You remember. could almost say he's never left. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My locations. I was actually on the Bob's Big Boy website. You know, as you do. Oh, that's yeah. right. Uh, <clears throat> it looks like they're mostly in Michigan. Oh, oh I'm funnier there. <laughs> And there is one on the uh, Illinois-Indiana border. Hmm. Hmm. So what was your – well, I'll say first, was a buffet a regular night out for, you, for your family? Well, did Patrick answer the question? Oh, did, yeah, Pat. I'm <laughs> yeah, really curious I about – I did, but I was going to let it go. Texas buffets. Uh, no, the first buffet I remember was actually uh, a pizza buffet. Hmm. My fa- uh, there's a place that was called Square Pan Pizza. It's now out of business, and they were Because <laughs> of you? <laughs> what? Because of you? That's actually my parents joked about that, but yeah, that that very possibly could have been because when they when they introduced the the all you can eat pizza, that that's pretty much was the go to for my parents when they needed when they needed to really feed me something, and I went there and I would just destroy that pizza buffet. Uh, Patrick's hungry again. All right, at the yep. buffet. No. a square pan pizza. I got this image of you destroying it like Godzilla in Tokyo. Just. <laughs> Standing <laughs> stacks of, of square pants, and I'm just knocking them down. <laughs> I'm imagining Pat at uh, the the ah uh, oh, damn it the place I ruined the joke. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and Joel's on a fire frying, tonight. <laughs> the Frying Dutchman. Shut up, Donnie. <laughs> the Frying Dutchman. That's what I was trying to think. Of. All right. You know so. the the pizza buffet thing were big in Kansas City. We had uh we still have those there. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen them really out here though. CC's Pizza is a, a pizza buffet that you'll find out in Illinois. Yeah, they have those in Kansas City too. Do not eat. Do not eat CC's. They're terrible. Yeah, they are pretty bad. So yeah. Uh. So, <laughs> so was a. Was the buffet a normal night out for you guys? I mean, was that like a place that you would go to, or was it like a special thing for you? Well, like I said, when I was, a, a grow, you know, like early teens and such, that was pretty much the only way my parents could feed me was take me to buffets. <laughs> so we we went to buffet. If if my mom wasn't cooking, we pretty much we went to a buffet. It was one or the other. Huh. And so you're like, mom, you shouldn't cook tonight. <laughs> so you went to the buffet. That's what, yep. I mean. It's, what was okay? So did you? We know Pat frequented that uh, the pizza joint, the square pizza joint. And there, I mean, there were several other ones, Chinese restaurants with buffets, things like that. So. Yeah. Just thinking, yeah. Thinking back to it, uh, really the only time we did buffets when I was a kid would be a time where we gathered with a bunch of family members, but it wasn't like a formal holiday or celebration. Like, I don't know, if you had like a weekend that wasn't a graduation, wasn't a wedding, and wasn't a holiday that you have at somebody's house. Like Easter might be an example. Even though that's a holiday, it's not like, oh, we're going to grandma's for Easter dinner. We might like meet up with the family at a buffet after church. See, and that's where my family would get together. We didn't do the buffets. We always did the the cafeteria-style stuff. So that was similar because you got to pick what you wanted and you could, you know, select from a lot of different items. But buffet was, like, rare, um, really, until I came out to Chicago. Hmm. How about you, Mike? Uh, buf- I'm, with, I'm with Joel. That I, we really didn't do a lot of buffet stuff. We would do Sizzler. Um, 
and that was really it. I mean, it's I know we went to places that had the huge salad bars, but you know it was just salad. It wasn't you know and chickpeas. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> if it's it, just salad and you're a kid, you're making your salad boring. I just load up on hard boiled eggs and bacon bits and like as much wow. blue Potato cheese salad, dressing. macaroni salad. Yeah, <laughs> you know oh, yeah. my my yeah. shameful passion on salad bars is pickled uh, beets. Ooh. What? They're what? actually pretty good. They're like, good. Uh, and if away oh, with both of you, no, no, because you get a you get a one two punch. You get a uh, happy now because they actually are, taste pretty dang good. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Uh, they're pickled. They're tangy. Yeah, they're tangy. They're better, and if, much better than they look. And if you eat enough, your poop turns purple. It's true. All right, you're selling me here. Keep talking. <laughs> you had me at the purple poo. <laughs> you did. Again, I'm eat asparagus and pickled beets. Even though I said that, <laughs> I don't think I, you're going to turn me. Sorry, I, I said that out loud myself, and I heard it in um, Gene's voice from Bob's Burgers in my head. <laughs> hey, Patrick, they'll make your penis bigger. <laughs> so, but you yeah, gotta no. walk, man. You know, so. <laughs> But no, we really, I mean, honestly, we didn't go to, I remember going to Ponderosa, but I don't remember it being an often thing. I know we went to places that had, like, we talk about the Wendy's Baked Potato Bar, which now I tell people about, and they're like, what? I'm like, yes, they would just give you a potato, and you could load it up with whatever you wanted. Yep. Broccoli and cheese and bacon bits and all that other stuff. And sneeze You could put a football-sized amount of butter on it if you wanted. Oh, my God, yeah. Hey, Wendy's, if you're listening, bring that shit back. You would make millions. I would eat there all the time and be huge. Um, but buffets... You don't have millions to pay them. No. Oh, but he could still be huge. I could still be huge. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get so big, Mike? Potatoes. Make potatoes and melted cheese. <laughs> and football. size bought up. And it apparently turned you into Marlon Brando. <laughs> The opening of the Old Country Buffet in Illinois Market, that was a game changer. Yes. Like mm-hmm. now, I kind of look down on the Old Country Buffet since there's so many options and they're, they're kind of like middle or bo- bottom middle of the road. But at the time, it was just like, this is the best thing ever. Well, either either our taste buds have gotten better or their quality has gotten shittier. No, because they, they're like the Walmart of... When we were in college, they weren't bad. Yeah. We went right, there... But, well, we went but look what our options college. were. Yeah. It was either ramen noodle or the cafeteria. Well, and, and, and the cafeteria, when you only get one, then, I mean... <laughs> you don't remember going to Old Country Buffet? We did it like once a month. I remember going to Old Country Buffet. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I think the point is, is it's not just that our taste buds were in unsophisticated. It was that we didn't have higher-end buffets to compare it to yet. Yeah, I guess possibly that could be it. Yeah. So, but with I was saying with us, it wasn't was less on the on the restaurant side and more with us was the family buffet where we would have a holiday and everyone would bring a dish or, you know, like a potluck buffet, potluck dinners at the church, you know, where you always have somebody brings a green jello, you know, it's a potluck. Yeah, right. Um, one of the things that uh, when I was I uh, did a lot of cycling tours when I was in high school, and we would go through you know different towns. I did did them in like Indiana, Seattle area, uh, um, Michigan. I will tell you right now, if you want to ever eat the best potluck you've ever had, you have to go to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan because apparently it's it's more of a but Joel ch- is sold already. Yeah, it's more of like a challenge. It's like, can we kill you with this much food? <laughs> It is, it, they had, have you ever had a pasty before? Oh, yeah. We were just talking about those at work yesterday. I'm not oh, joking. Oh, my God. I've, they had one of the one of the church ladies, church basement ladies, made a, a tray full of pasties, which is just, if you haven't had it, it's a giant dumpling full of beef stew. 
They also, uh, if you're going to talk about UP, Lutefisk, I think, is another thing that's up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely there, but you don't want to eat it. You know, traditionally, <laughs> the <laughs> right. pasty was a way to just eat beef stew, like, on the road or while working, and yeah. the pastry was actually thrown away. Yeah, the um, they I remember reading about the origin original uh, use of it was when because there's so many coal mines in the area. It was, it was that the uh, wives would make the pasty for the husbands going off to the coal mine, and then they would break it open, eat the stew, you know, and uh, they would have a hot, you know, have their meal packed up in that pastry before. But uh, the UP potluck dinners were ridiculous. Just so it was like the original thermos. Why I've never had one of these things. You've never had a pasty before? Nope. What? We got to get you to the UP, man. Ishpeming, Michigan. And Joel, to answer your question, <laughs> yeah, I know. you wouldn't eat the pastry because your hands were filthy because of the work oh. you did. So yeah. it wasn't something you'd want to eat. Right. Gotcha. Residue. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Ishpeming, um, Ishpeming, Michigan, home of the... Uh, uh, How come you can say that? <laughs> because I've been there. He's uh, not reading it. That's why. <laughs> Uh, I want to say that's where they had the uh, chainsaw throwing contest. Oof. Oh, man. I'm sad. Let's go. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you win. I'm done. <laughs> All right. So what about you guys? Did your families ever have any sort of like potluck or um, that sort of thing going on? The dish to pass. Yeah, of course. Being raised in the Lutheran church as as you were yourself, um, that was that was the regular thing, man. And I always loved that, too, because you never knew what you're going to get. And if you were lucky, somebody would bring like a bucket of chicken. And there was always uh, the pasta salads to choose from. And some of that stuff was delicious. That's one of the things I miss most about not being in the church. And there's a lot less potluck dinners in my life. Yeah, yeah. That that I mean, that's the go-to thing because you can you can make a, a a meal that would feed your family of four, maybe a little bigger. Take it, and everybody brings one dish like that. Then you have plenty of food left over. Oh yeah. yeah I remember those dinners because, uh, like you guys, I spent a lot of time in Protestant churches where, yeah, there was that like monthly potluck sometimes twice a month and uh but i don't have a clear memory of whether the food was any good or not which probably means it wasn't because i was a little fat kid she's <laughs> <laughs> walking around just need some more butter <laughs> well it it depends i mean because some some places the like in my you know in my family there's a little bit of competition who can make something better um and i know like well i mean this is a little bit traipsing on the now but like for uh, Lent and Advent, uh, we have the Wednesday night services, and each group in the church will take a, take a Wednesday night to do a soup dinner. So you can always tell, like, when the men's group has it, because, you know, one guy's had this pork smoking for the last three weeks just to make sure that it's perfect for this. You know, it's there is always food left over after the men's group yeah. does it, because there are always, you know, there's a little bit of competition, you know, to it. But, um, you know, we do, like, the soup dinner where they have everything from, like, a lentil soup to a beef stew to somebody made a pizza soup last time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what holiday? Yes. So what holiday was your uh, your buffet holiday? For me, it's Fourth of July. Fourth of July is always a buffet. Good call. I'd I'd say that that probably would be uh, definitely one because because Thanksgiving and Christmas you'd always have one person doing all the cooking and hanging the carcass. Um, (laughs) So nice. Yeah. No, I would. would Ain't a holiday without a good carcass hanging. Because Fourth of July you get you get people coming in from out of town sometimes, but even if you weren't with the family, you had just some friends and your family. Yeah, it always made the most sense to just bring like, okay, I'm bringing the potato salad. You bring the the lunch meat or whatever, and yeah. yeah. 
What about Josh or Pat? I'm thinking about it because frequently, even when it was buffet style, it wasn't necessarily the same uh, holiday every year, but like the same aunt's house, like whatever occasion, whether it was a holiday, a funeral, a wedding, a graduation, they just laid out a ton of food. And that was the thing is like, if you're going to that house, just be prepared to eat. But I don't, <laughs> it wasn't so much a, like everybody brings something. It was just, they, they constantly laid out several tables of food. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, if you want to have a, a, a good old potluck, you can't beat a funeral. Everybody brings food. Oh yeah. Or like so, a confirmation or graduation type thing too. So what was your family's go-to dish to bring then? Mm. Mm. Okay. While you're thinking, I have pondered this. <laughs> my family's thing is my mom's pink stuff. Um, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Uh, She's got this whipped cream. It's like a whipped cream. <laughs> I've heard enough. <laughs> with cherries. <laughs> Wow, it just gets better. And walnuts. My, my penis can only get so erect. <laughs> no, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, um, a, 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 like a, like a pudding almost with uh, cherries, walnuts, and she takes whipped cream and some other stuff, mixes it all together, and then chills it so it comes out solid. And See, it sounds like a Waldorf salad, only much better, like less Hawaiian. Yeah, inspired. Yeah, it really is, and it's it's one of those things like you know it's at least for my my brother sister and I it's like if mom doesn't make that pink stuff you know we're gonna have words because it's either that or the red white and blue uh, Jello and whipped cream mold that my aunt makes. I'm... My sister always makes this thing, and the only thing we call it is delicious potatoes. That's all. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's like she has to like um, grate the potatoes herself and grate the cheese, and it uses like like crumbled frosted flakes, and it's just it's just this crazy like scalloped potato frosted flakes or corn flakes. Maybe cornflakes. I don't. I was going to say sweet yeah. and savory. I guess, but yeah, no, it might just be regular cornflakes. But yeah, it, I mean, it's they're delicious. She makes them every single time we have a gathering. Huh. Thinking about it, even from when I was a kid, I was the one preparing the dish that went to like family gatherings, and it depended whether uh, we were going to be responsible for bringing something sweet or bringing something more savory. If it was savory, I made this ranch and vegetable pizza with like croissant dough rolled out and uh, cream cheese mixed with sour cream and the packet ranch stuff and just like sprinkled with like chopped carrots, uh, cauliflower and broccoli. Nice. And if it was a dessert, the one I always made was a dirt cake. Crushed Oreos on the top and bottom and chocolate pudding in the middle with a bunch of gummy worms. <laughs> I've that's, seen those. That's a good go-to. Yeah. And um, very easy for someone who's like 10 to 12 years old to just make both of those. Nice. That's not actually dirt. Um, <laughs> my, my mom used to, if it was a dessert thing, she would make this um, uh, pineapple upside down cake. If it was, she was getting really fancy with it, she would make Vietnamese egg rolls from scratch, which is still one of my favorite things that she makes. But um, if she just was kind of in a hurry to get something in, it was a jello mold of some sort. Uh, not usually with things in it, but sometimes she would put some fruit, like a dole, can of dole fruit salad in there <laughs> to jazz it up a little. Jazz hands. Spirit fingers. <laughs> All right, Pat. Oh, you talked about your potatoes. Yeah. Your special right. potatoes. So mm. now let's fast forward a little bit to the college days. We had talked initially about going to the buffet, going to uh, 
Old Country Buffet once, at least once a month. Once a month. What about the cafeteria? Are we going to consider that a buffet? No, sir. No. Why? Oh. Uh, I, I wouldn't call the cafeteria a buffet any more than I'd call a Brazilian steakhouse a buffet. I mean, I guess it's kind of buffet style as you're going up to stations that are warmed under lights, but... And it's still got the all-you-can-eat aspect. But, but you're paying by the, the pound or... What, how did they do it? Did they weigh it or was it... They w- I think that was after we left. I think we were just on a meal plan where you checked as you were going in and you weren't supposed to go in more than X number of times per semester. And I don't know if you just got three squares times the amount of days you were there. Yeah. Well, you could also cash in some of it for the Cougar Den. Um, Which in and you could buy food that way, too. Is like a really terrible name. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of was similar in, in, in style, but... Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I would qualify that. It's more of a cafeteria style. Yeah, since it was yeah, a cafeteria. I mean, a cafeteria <laughs> is like, I don't know. They're so similar, but they seem like they're different things to me. Well, because in in a buffet, you can go get all you can eat. A cafeteria style, there you don't go back for seconds. You get what you want. You pay for what you get, and then you can get as much as you want and as many things as you want. But you're paying for it a la carte. Mm. Yeah, typically. Yeah, if you're not in like the college scenario where we were, where you could go up for a couple of trips. Yeah, typically you're grabbing a bunch of items and then going up to the register and paying for what you took. Yeah. All I know is that there was like a couple of weeks where I survived in nothing but waffles. Well, I remember when I was trying to perfect the uh, BG fries. Oh, I remember that experiment. I I would work on that every time I'd go eat dinner. Um, but my go-to thing there was always the uh, the sandwiches, the croissant rolls with the different meats and cheeses and stuff, or the spanakopita. Oh, the American lasagna. Spank your pita. <laughs> That's what he used to call it. But anyway, we digress. That's not yes. Okay, about. not a buffet. Then we had the. I think now that we've discovered, Joel and I are the only ones who ever pulled an ass trap weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I think my ass is still recovering. Those were we had a, a our, our mutual friend Dennis who would we I think we would hit Popeyes and then we would hit New China Buffet and then go back to his apartment watch bad movies and suffer. <laughs> Which, uh, so sorry I missed that. <laughs> so there was that. I mean, but go ahead, Joel. Well, Dennis would always his thing was uh, he loved when they had the etouffee at Popeyes. That was his go to food, and um, I, I always told him that it was derived from the the French word chetouffee, which is shit too fast. Um, but yeah, the New China Buffet was kind of epic because that was like, yeah, I mean, we, we went there a lot, it seemed like. Um, and the food wasn't terrible, but it was definitely not great by any stretch. At New China? Yeah. New China was terrible. I definitely think Chinese buffets have the greatest variance from the lowest lows to maybe not the highest highs, but like the range is greatest in that type of buffet. Just just in my experience. In one buffet or you mean from one to the other? I'm talking about from one to the other. Sometimes it's within the same buffet, but just thinking about it, like some of the best and all of the worst buffets I've had have been Chinese buffets. It is the biggest crapshoot. I won't lie. When you walk into a Chinese buffet or an Asian buffet. (laughs) Crapshoot. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Mass trap weekend. So now what about Polish buffets? Well, uh, did we all go to Old Warsaw together? I know I went with my. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I went. went. We we went a couple times. <clears throat> I've been to the Red Apple, but I don't think I've been to Old Warsaw. Old Warsaw Polish Buffet is on. Oh, um, real quick, it? while you're thinking where it's at, the the difference between the Chinese buffet and the American ones is that the American ones are always mediocre. They don't usually seem to get 
like initially they didn't get like really great or really terrible. They were always kind of just okay. But yeah, Chinese buffets seem to be like one end of the other. Mm. But anyway, you were saying Old oh. Warsaw. So, yeah, uh, Old Warsaw is on Harlem near Gunnison. No, uh, it's on Cermak. There's multiples then. Okay. Because I remember the one on Harlem and Harwood Heights. Okay, then we we definitely went to that one together. But I will tell you that Polish, as coming from a family that's very Polish, again, it's one of those, we will try to feed you till you die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the buffet uh, pierogi, uh, well, not chadnina so much, but uh, it just floating in butter. Gawumki, that's the uh, beef wrapped in the cabbage leaves. Uh, just, and it's so good because the main ingredient is always like meat and butter and love and love frequently potato. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) Sawa's old Warsaw has been around since 1973. If you are in the Chicagoland area, look it up. Definitely good stuff. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. I do think old Warsaw is better than red apple having been to both. I'll agree with you on that. I think old Warsaw is a little bit more, um, traditional than red apple like this, this the whole the same family has been running it forever so you know the recipes don't alter don't change too much over the years um i remember going there just with again strangely with dennis who now that i'm thinking back apparently had a thing for buffets but um <laughs> <laughs> yes no my favorite thing from the old warsaw is that he he uh you know we sit down and there's got they've got the the polish girls who are serving the tables and are putting out they bring us the plates and that sort of thing and i don't know what came over him but uh, he looks at me and he says, how do you say thank you in Polish? And I looked at him and went, daime buzi. And he looks at the girl next to him who just gave him his drink. And he goes, daime buzi. I know that's wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I've lived in Polish neighborhoods long enough to know that that's not thank you. All right, yeah, thank no. you is dziękuję. Dziękuję is definitely thank you. <laughs> daime buzi is give me a kiss. Oh. Ah. ah, so the uh, the little blonde uh, Polish girl goes, ooh, and runs off. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, why do I trust you? <laughs> why would I even think you would give me the right answer? But to his benefit, all the Polish waitresses all came out and kissed him. And then I told Aww. him that dziękuję is actually the right word for it. But just so good food. I mean, and then you go, then they should probably give you the buffet a plate and a cot because after you eat, <laughs> you just fall right asleep. Damn That's right. my experience with almost every buffet, with some very rare exceptions. A buffet has to be so bad where it's just like, there's more food, but I don't want it. This is an unfamiliar sensation to me. <laughs> Which, okay, food that you don't want. What food do you stay away from? Oh, you yeah. know, at a buffet, the first thing I always. And this is when I, ever since I've started taking my kids, the last thing you want to eat at a buffet is pizza, in my opinion. Not according to Pat. Well, unless you're going to an all pizza buffet, I would agree <laughs> right. that. but I wouldn't do that because no, but I mean, yeah, just stay away from it at places that don't specialize in pizza. Yeah, it's I would agree uh, with that. I mean, number one, it's it's all bread, so you're going to get fuller faster, and if you want to get your money's worth, plus the the quality and and everything, plus it's usually sitting out forever. It's just it's never good. Yeah, that's the thing is you have to. Uh, determine your tolerance for risk based on like how good is the safe stuff like if there's mac and cheese and it's amazing maybe you can go for something that's a little bit riskier like for me if i go to a chinese buffet that has various types of asian food not just chinese uh i am not going to hit the raw oysters until they have nailed like the general so's chicken right 
Yeah, I, I agree with you there. There is if, if you can't make crab rangoon, I'm not going to try your I don't know your sushi. <laughs> right, which yeah. is the thing. Oh yeah, I, I'm oh, definitely yeah. going to be talking about that places. in the second half. Yeah, because I do the sushi buffets. Yes. What about the rest of you? I mean, what what would be your item that you stay away from? Uh, for me, I stay away from. I'll talk about a little bit about this later on, but now I stay anything that has a clear sauce. There's you mean like and, Crystal Pepsi clear? Or what? Uh, no, like any in like Asian like fish in a butter sauce. Yeah, no, more like that thicker kind of like glass noodle type stuff. I have a good reason to stay away from that. I'll okay. talk about that after the break. Second half, right? Yeah. So sure. I stay away from salad because you don't win friends with salad. <laughs> what about potato salad? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. clever. <laughs> clever. I eat potato well, salad. Um, I didn't see the question in the other half. That's why I put it here. But uh, did you want to save the other question for the second half? Or? Yeah, let's, let's wrap up with that question. Okay, that's a good question. I'll save yeah. it. Well, that, is a, the wrap, that is the wrap-up question at the note. Anyway, never mind. Yeah. All right. So, All right. So uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking about our experiences in adulthood with uh, how and when and why we eat it. Well, we know why we eat at buffets. I mean, hmm, food. Right. America. It, it embodies all of America because you can't tell me, no, I can't have more rolls. Right. Unless I've eaten all of the rolls, which... Are you talking happened. about chins or what? Yes. In which case, why aren't you making more rolls? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we'll talk about buffets now when we come back. Let's go get seconds. So I find that I agree with Josh. Bread is a terrible thing to eat if you're at a buffet. Well, that was Joel's opinion. Was Joel's I opinion? eat everything. No, okay. Well, I mean, do you start with bread? Or is bread like the finisher? Mm. It's got to be good bread in order yeah. to... Yeah. Right. Like, if they have interesting-looking rolls, like, I'm not just going to load up on dinner rolls and, like, sliced like, bread. Yeah. Like a Texas toast. I'll see shit, man. I will go down with Texas toast anytime, especially if or it's some. got like the butter on it, the pre, you know, mm. the butter with the real crispy sides on it. Yeah. So buffets. We are talking or, about buffets still. Or um, fucking French toast. French toast. <laughs> Breakfast buffets are amazing. But do any of us frequent buffets now? It is a very unusual year in which I don't visit at least a half dozen buffets. It's not a monthly thing, but it's at least an every other month thing. I, uh, I, pretty, much, I pretty much don't go to buffets anymore. Um, I go occasionally to this Chinese buffet because it's a, a Chinese buffet that my family has gone to for shit, almost 30 years now. We've got the same waiter that's been waiting on us there. And but other than that, I don't. I mean, it's it's a waste of money for me because I don't eat enough anymore to justify going to a buffet. Because I'll get one plateful and then I'm done. Oh, dude, it's not cost effective for me anymore. I was gonna say I, I'm barely getting started by plate two. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, my on, kids have a fascination with Golden Corral, um, and my dad is the biggest like buffet person. Anytime he comes here to visit, he's like, All right, he's like, I want to take you guys out to dinner at least once while I'm here. But he always wants to go to a buffet no matter where we're going. And that's how the kids got introduced to Golden Corral. So I don't go very often. I may say maybe once every other year, but uh, unless you count Gen Con's breakfast buffet at the hotel, but it's not really a buffet, I guess. It kind of is. Kind of, sort of, yeah, because you, I mean, you got lots of choices and it's all you can eat. Yeah, I mean, they don't stop you from going back for seconds. Right, so I'll say once a year I go. How about you, Mike? Well, I'm kind of like with Josh. I mean, with uh, Joel. We uh, 
I'll do this. There's a place called Sweet Tomatoes, I'll pass. And when we get a coupon, you're good to go. In fact, I just actually, this morning, got a coupon for Sweet Tomatoes for $25 for two adults, two children. All you can eat. But the thing is, they have this veneer of, you know, sweet tomatoes. It's it, it almost sounds healthy. And when you walk in, you have a salad bar. You walk through the salad bar and you get your salad. Now, beyond, Don't go to the other section. Well, that's the thing. It's like once you go past that, it's like the, the door. And then there's like the soft serve ice cream machine and the pizza bar that has everything from, you know, uh, barbecue chicken with pineapple to just plain sausage pizza. The pasta bar. The pasta Wait a minute. bar. Sweet. I thought sweet tomatoes had no meat whatsoever because it's billed as a vegetarian only. Sweet tomatoes? Are you kidding? Not they, sweet tomatoes. No, definitely not. Huh. That's that's the reason I didn't go to sweet tomatoes in the last couple of days. Oh, no. Sweet tomatoes has got, I mean, they've got meat. They've got, I mean, they don't have like steaks and that's what they, they got chicken noodle soup, things like it's that. It's not like yeah. Arby's, you know. Yeah. What? We have the meats. <laughs> oh. But they have meat. Yeah, we get we just got sweet tomatoes because I think this week is um is some anniversary of theirs, but they, they sent us a, a coupon, and uh, that's why that's pretty much why we go. You know, if we have a coupon, we're going because it's twenty. Right. You know, it's twenty. It's pretty overpriced. It is. It is really pretty pricey, is. and and twenty five bucks for it's for for everybody to eat. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's with the coupon, and that's with the coupon. But it's, they, like, it's not twenty five bucks for your family without a coupon. No, no, no. definitely not. No, twenty five bucks for two people. Yeah, no, right? But they've got chicken noodle soup. They've got chili. They've got uh, you know mac and cheese. They've got yeah, all. I mean, I've never been disappointed with food at, at Sweet Tomatoes. I just you know, again, I don't eat enough to justify paying you know nine dollars and change when I could just. Go, I don't know, go to the store and buy $4 worth of food and make two meals out of it. Look at you being all efficient and shit. <laughs> it's just, I mean, since I don't eat as much anymore, it really has affected how I spend my money on food. No, no, I mean, I I, I understand, I totally understand it. I'll, I'll, like, order, you know, $30 worth of food from, you know, from a Chinese restaurant, but I'll make it last, like, four meals. <laughs> now, <Right>. well, <clears throat> for the that's... now, I had, well, I, well, as you guys know, I used to work for Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And we had, when I worked in Algonquin, there was a... An Asian buffet was going up in the strip mall right in front of our Trader Joe's. I was excited about this. Ooh, that's such a roll of the dice. I know. <laughs> I know. Because I'm like, it's right there. There is an Asian buffet opening literally a little bit further than I would have to walk to my car. So it opened up opening day. It was like they had this huge discount. It was maybe four bucks, four or five bucks. Here's your plate. Go to town. You know when you talk about rolling the dice, Josh? Mm-hmm. Now you play craps. I'm thinking Snake Eyes <laughs> is craps. possibly, yeah, is you possibly. Wait, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. There's more to this. Uh, Snake Eyes is probably the worst, right? Is there yeah, a way to get, instantly lose? Yeah. Is there is there a way to get double Snake Eyes? No, you're using no. two dice. Okay. Well, if it's possible, that's what I got. <laughs> I went in there. I ate. You know, spring rolls, delicious. They had glass noodles with chicken. They had all this stuff, and I don't know specifically what it was, but I ate my fill, went back to the grocery store in the back room, and I'm just like, so anyway, we got to take care of this, and I've got to, you know, next thing we got to do is, and I think the medical phrase for it is bazooka barf. (laughs) (laughs) But it was one of those, I'm talking to one of the artists, and to this day, the look of shock and and just pure horror on his face as I grabbed the only container nearby and just rocket vomited straight into that thing. 
went up man. from oh man and it it was l- literally almost like 2 hours later i mean to the to the moment and i went up front i'm like look to, you know talking to the manager the general manager of the store i'm like i'm won't lie i'm not feeling well in fact the only it was like whatever his name is the artist is probably emotionally scarred from what he just saw me do <laughs> oh and man. but i i got a ginger ale and i think i'm feeling much better now and at that point, <laughs> <laughs> to do it again. Oh my God. It's like, I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And this vomit says otherwise. <laughs> and it was, it was, I didn't believe that my body could hold that much fluid. It was incredible. It, it couldn't. No, it, it was. It was ridiculous. And I remember the that you know for the, all the prom, you know all the issues that I ever had with Trader Joe's. It was just like the my manager at the time looks at me and goes, "I think you should leave." <laughs> and it was just like right on. Grab my keys, walk to my car, and I'm like, "Now I'm an Algonquin and I live in Aurora." Now, if you're not in the Illinois area. That's about a 45-minute drive. I opened the store, so I have been up since 4 a.m. I had to pull over twice on the way back home and do it again. And to this day, um, I, I looked it up. It is still there for some reason. Uh, Yoshi's Sushi and Teriyaki Bar. Just calling this out. Okay, that one's off the list. That, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Because that was the worst. I don't. I and to this day, I can't figure out what. What? You no. Know, I wish I can say it was this item that I ate that did it to me. But ugh. now, whenever I walk into a uh, an Asian buffet, I always have this moment of trepidation. That that's wise. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. So, what about you guys? What is the worst buffet that you guys have ever eaten at? Uh, there's a place down here, a chain restaurant. I don't think they have them up in Illinois called Hart's Chicken. Never. No, nah, not up here. Just, it used to be a decent buffet. They had, a, you know, an all-you-can-eat lunch buffet every single day. They still do. And it used to be decent, but now it's just, it's just god-awful. Like, the macaroni and cheese is basically just like a mush. The potato, you know, the mashed potatoes are instant. All the chicken is just dry and nasty. The rolls are hard. It's just, yeah, keep talking. Horrible. Yeah, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a bald dude jacking off in the corner. What? It's I've Joel. said I've never been there before. <laughs> <laughs> See, Pat, you and Coming I He loves now. bad buffets. They turn yeah. him on. Joel loves bad buffets. Uh, that, I mean, I know out of the four of us, Patrick and I have probably both had food service training the most. Oh, certainly. I yeah. mean, Joel, I mean, Pat, you've gotten your... Uh, your certificate for, you know, say food safety and all that sort of thing. Yep. If you like to go to buffets, don't get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> because you walk in there and you're just so uh, cognizant of everything that's going on. Now, there was, there's a place in Florida. My father-in-law has got a thing for buffets. And I think part of it is that, like, my brother-in-law has five kids. So if he can get off with just only paying like six to nine bucks a piece for them, he's going to go for it. Sure. But he... Clark, Clark, it's all you can eat. Yeah. We only need one plate. (laughs) But the thing is, he feels it kind of applies to my four-person family. So we go to this... There's this Asian buffet that's down in Florida that we vacation with them once a year. And I don't know the name of it because, honest to God, I think it's been different every single year we've gone. 
And I, I, my go-to on a bad buffet is to sit and wait until somebody who works there goes on lunch and then eat what they eat. <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> That's strategy. Now, thinking about it, like, I worked in the comic shop for almost two years, and there was a buffet two doors down. I ate there once and had one plate. Mm. And usually I'm I'm a good solid minimum four plate buffet patron, and uh, the it was like I had a small test portion of a bunch of different stuff, and pretty much the only stuff I thought was like worth finishing were like the appetizer side order type items, like the fried rice was fine, the crab rangoons were fine, the chicken egg rolls were fine, but like every single thing I had that you could call an entree, I'd call inedible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would have to say either either New China Buffet, which was passable but not by any stretch good, or um, I the Old Country Buffet nowadays is just I don't know. Or maybe it wasn't nowadays. Uh, I don't know when it was the last time I was at one, but it was not good. All the New Country Buffets up by me have shut down. Mm. So maybe, maybe still- it was more modern then. There's still one out in this area. There's one in Streamwood, which is not entirely far from Schaumburg Hoffman Estates. There's uh, one here right down the street from the Golden Corral. Uh, when I was working in special ed classrooms, uh, the more well-behaved classrooms, their preferred field trip for good behavior was Old Country Buffet. So in the years I did that, I probably went on six trips to that old country buffet. And that's where I uh, developed my buffet strategy, which we'll talk about a little later in the show. Ah, yes. I can't wait. So what about the best buffet you've ever been to? Oh, I just had it in my head a minute ago. Which one? Patrick? <laughs> I know I know you're picky, Patrick. What would be the best buffet you've ever had? I know what he's oh, going to say. Oh, yeah. It's the one I talked about earlier, the Bacchanal at the at oh. Caesars. It's oh. uh, at, at peak hours, you're going to pay $60 to get in. What? Yeah. Well, wait till you hear why. But it is the most insane buffet you've ever seen in your life. If you look it up online and look up there in the reviews on like uh, whatever Yahoo or whatever, there's 11,000 pictures have been taken by people of this buffet. It's the, it's the number one buffet in the world. Everything you can imagine that you would want to eat is there. They have they have chefs oh on every God, station. Look at the crawfish stew. I mean, the food at this place is amazing. Everything everything is top shelf. They have people carving prime rib. They have people cooking up steaks to order. They have people making making. There are people from every country making their own native food at every station, and it's just it's goddamn amazing how fresh everything is. They have they 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 have a seven million dollar budget. Daily. I, I am looking at the pancake bar. What's it bar. called again? The Bacchanal. The Bacchanal B-A- Buffet. I spell that. B-A-C-C-H, and then Google fills in the rest. This yeah, looks it ridiculous. looks awesome. Like, I wish I'd gone because I've been to Vegas uh, five times. Before that opened in 2012, and before that, I used to talk about how the, the seafood buffet at Rio was the best buffet in Vegas. But then when this opened up, forget it. <laughs> 60 bucks. At, the, at peak hours, yeah. I mean, the, the minimum you're going to pay is, or I think, 38 Do you have to leave? <laughs> I'm looking at yeah. some balancing you're out. going in with a backpack that's got, like, a tent. I'll <laughs> <laughs> bring my own accommodations. He came in with an air mattress. I guess we can't kick him out. <laughs> oh, my God, this looks so good. Chicken and waffles. They've got, I mean, just amazing. Oh. Okay. I mean, you, you can't even look at all the food, much less eat it all. This is amazing. My stomach has a boner for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so, Josh, best buffet you've been to? Uh, it's also Vegas, baby, Vegas. Although I tended towards uh, the lower end. 
where I probably my favorite was the French Market Buffet at the Orleans Casino. Uh, you're going to most of the time for lunch, like peak, you're never going to pay more than 30 and lunch that, is going to be like $12. It's a solid buffet, too. It really is. Yeah. It, it, I like it, the Orleans. I, I love the casino in general because since it's off the strip, it has to try harder. And I feel that's reflected in all of the restaurants on the property and the bars. The poker room's real nice. But and there I, are people, a lot of people that do what I did uh, the one time I stayed there. They'll stay at the New Orleans and they just never leave. It's an all-inclusive hotel. Yeah. I stayed at the, uh, the, uh, the Orleans and I would take sh- their shuttles to the other Gold Coast hotels, one of which is on the strip, and then walk around on the sh- strip and then go back to the Orleans. And I mean, it's again, it's like a much scaled down version. You, you're going to have your sushi station, different international cuisines, a good selection of seafood and uh, carved meat stations. And for if you've got the player's card, which I, I think my player's card even still works, even though I haven't been in almost 10 years. What's up, player? Uh, I was I was getting in for dinner at, for like twenty two dollars and really uh, getting my money's worth out of it. So uh, I mean I, I can't say that I've I have any desire or have I ever been to Vegas. So I'm feeling a little like I wish I could go for that reason alone. But yeah, dude. The, the food, some of the best restaurants in the world are now in Las Vegas. I mean the food in Vegas is astounding. If all you wanted to do is walk around and look at uh, the interesting casinos, maybe occasionally go to a show and eat, you'd never have to gamble a dime, and you could have an awesome weekend in Vegas. Yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, well, I mean, the, bearing that in mind, the best that I was ever been to was uh, was a Chinese buffet. Actually, it was in um, Colorado. I went there with some friends one time because they're like, "You have to go here. This place is great. It's reasonably priced." And you know, you're thinking Chinese buffet. What's going to be great? But um, the food was fresh. They had sushi. Uh, they had a separate sushi bar where you could go order sushi. They'd make it to order for you, um, and all the food there was just really, really good. I ate way more than I needed to, but what you going to do? It's a buffet. But I can't think of the name of it. I was trying to look it up until you said Bacchanal, and then I got sidetracked. Because <laughs> that looks like the pictures in this Bacchanal, and I'm just all wanting to go again. Well, the thing with that, though, is with the prices you're paying, the amount of food you can eat, and the quality of the food, you're going to have one plate. So it's no different than probably you go to somewhere and buy a plate of food and or a regular dinner for less that's not maybe not quite as good well then so. this is the kind of buffet that i would literally not eat for like 36 hours beforehand to go there and just destroy myself it's 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 good marketing on their part and the price does not seem unreasonable like a good brazilian steakhouse you're gonna be paying close to 75 dollars a person yeah and you uh, get and, and you get a brazilian steakhouse plus everything else here yeah a, a high-end restaurant in any of the major cities i mean you're talking three four hundred dollars a plate yeah easy I'm still looking at the pictures of the Baca. <laughs> Baca, well, Mike well, is lost. I, you, I've, I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I'm looking at crab legs. I'm looking at... You look now, at all these little tiny desserts that they have. Oh, them. my God. Yeah. Oh, what, what's your best uh, buffet, Mike, well, before we completely lose you to the Bacchanalia? Yeah, well, no kidding. My, my best buffet? Jeez. Warsaw? Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be the Warsaw. I mean, just for the fact that I have, you know, my I have a Polish background. I mean, I was gonna say, yeah, you, you by default have to pick that. I I know. <laughs> Otherwise, they're gonna get angry for me not choosing it. But I, when you have a prime rib roast sitting there and they're cutting off the slices and it's super rare, you know, and it's super juicy and you've got the you know pierogi, it's just floating in the butter. I would I would take a Polish buffet over. 
I won't say the Bacchanal because just because I haven't been there. <laughs> I would have to definitely try it before I can judge it. But the thing is with, with, with Polish buffets is that they are so comforting. Is that the best word? Yeah. Yeah, that's I good mean, word. it is like Polish food is quite possibly the most comfort food you're ever going to get. Because Polacks love to, one, eat, and two, it's just so savory. I mean, well, just pierogi alone, you're thinking mashed potatoes, which is a comfort food, put wrapped into pasta, oh. which is a comfort food. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes got, with meat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's, yeah, what is, what's that, um, crap? The, uh, it might as well be a, a, a melatonin in pasta or carb form. Yeah. Uh, the veggie tales when they do the 12 Polish foods at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me guess. It's got something to do with meat. Um, the Polish buffets are an unusual thing. First off, the one, there's kind of a respect for the person that's eating there because they're like, look, we know you're going to gorge yourself on this food, so we're going to keep the lights a little bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever been to a, I mean, this this Bacchanal one looks like there's a lot of very bright lights. A Polish buffet is usually dark. You know, you've got your, um, your uh, the bar just on the other side. You can get yourself a good drink. And it's, it's there's no, um, especially Actually, I've got to say Old Warsaw has got to be my favorite just because they know why you're there. I mean, we're Polish. We eat. This is what we do. This is what we're good at. And coming up with new foods. And it's just that it's such comfort food. It's such good food. And then you can, well, I won't say you don't feel good later because later you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I ate that much sauerkraut. But, yeah, I can say Old Warsaw or another high-end Polish uh, buffet for me. All right. Now, we went over worse. Now, any unique buffets you guys have ever been to? Um, I love trying sushi buffets. I know that I am playing with my health doing that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, while uh, I would not eat at the buffet two doors down from the comic shop, across the street, you had a full sushi buffet in a mall food court. What? And it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's awesome, but it is better than you would think. And it's a place where, like the raw oysters, I'll just, I'll eat them. No pro. I've never had a problem there. That is probably the biggest risk you've ever taken in your life. Sure, a m- raw oysters from a mall sushi bar, absolutely. Here's but that or the chili from White Castle. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they've always got uh, reasonable heated entrees, uh, solid shrimp, crab, frog legs. Um, any number of like traditional Chinese and Thai uh, entrees, and then you've just got uh, a whole bunch of sashimi, the individual pieces of maki, and pieces of nigiri. And that's basically you've got the raw fish, the raw fish on top of rice, and your rolls. I don't know if I could do it. Uh, yeah, I, I went for my birthday uh, a couple of times. I, I've probably been here five times. And like it's not like as good as a high-end sushi restaurant, but it is well above like the sushi you get at TJ's. Oh, well, that's trash anyway. Well, I mean, grocery store sushi, as long as it's like edible, it's just like, okay, this is not great. But uh, for all you can eat, knowing that it's fresh enough to be like not make you sick sushi. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, you have to figure out, like, how much am I going to pay for this? If it's safe, it's got to be of a certain level of quality and freshness. And how long is this going to be in my system? Right. 
So yeah, that's that's the place that's probably the most unique that not only do I go to, I go to probably two, three times a year. And, and mm. it's not like it's a gas station sushi, so <sighs> So now what would be the first item that you go for on a buffet? Say traditional US of A buffet, what is item number one that you will put on that plate? Well, since I uh, was wanting to talk about this before, uh, and I think I mentioned it earlier, but fried chicken is always the first thing. Always, that's always, your always. Food, period. It is. And and so if I am at a buffet, that's my opportunity to get as much fried chicken as I want. And and I'd say 75% of the time, the fried chicken at a buffet, as long as it's fresh, is going to be a decent and probably better than your average like cafeteria style fried chicken in a lot of ways. Um, one, one of the keys is you have to have you know enough people... You know, the, you can't have it sitting around. It's got to be turnaround. You know, it's got to be right. fresh. Mm-hmm. If it looks like it's you know been there for a while or it's the last like four pieces, I'll wait a little bit and come back and I'll go hit up like the pot, like the the uh, the pasta, not the hot pasta, the pasta salads, and make like a small salad with like some pasta salad here and there and and. Uh, um, something like that. But if it's fresh and it's it's ready to go, yeah, it's definitely. I usually think on plate number one, I will have a small salad just to get a little something healthy for the orgy of starch and meat that is to All come. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a good lead in. What's your strategy? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about the strategy. Um, first plate and second plate, I am going to take a small sample of whatever looks best, uh, usually less than I'd call a portion size. Uh, and I'll just load the plate up. Uh, it's a tasting plate for me to identify what's good. And when I get back to the table, I'll be comparing notes with whoever I'm eating with, like, what did they have that was good? What do I avoid? Etc. Second run, uh, I might take a second run at something that was my favorite, but I want to make sure that I've evaluated the bests of uh, that other people at the table recommended and anything I missed on trip one. Then uh, plates three through however many, saving enough room for dessert, I'll just heap up on whatever is the best. Uh, there's no sense in screwing around. Uh, I'm not going to get the stuff that was okay. If I found four dishes, like a side and three mains that uh, were spectacular, cut above everything else, I will just fill the plate with as much as I can eat, and I'll eat everything on each one of these plates. And then when it comes to dessert, assuming it's an American-style buffet that's got your standard desserts, I'll usually take one of the soup bowls, because you don't want to take the dessert bowls. They're too small. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Take one of the soup bowls, fill the bottom with whatever the best-looking cobbler or other hot dessert is. Usually that's going to be a peach, a cherry, or a blueberry cobbler. And then walk over to the soft-serve ice cream machine and just load that sucker up. You gotta leave room for like you know chocolate or whatever on top. Yeah, yeah. If the, if, the, if there's good looking toppings, yeah, I'll, I'll throw the whipped cream sprinkles, a little cherry on the top, sure. And yeah. fried chicken. But I I'm usually gotten <laughs> to the point where I know if uh, dessert is going to be plate six or if dessert is going to be plate four. The only time the strategy ever fails me is when everything is pretty good, but nothing's excellent. That's kind of like the place I ate at last night, the uh, Chinese buffet where you walk in and like there's a broken window repaired with duct tape. (laughs) The uh, carpet is this dark stained weirdness. Like the whole place looked like a health inspector's nightmare. But every time I went up, I was like, you know, this isn't great, but everything on this plate is good. 
And I'd gotten to plate four and I'm like, I'm still trying different things. Everything has been good. Nothing's awesome. And I'm getting full. I'm going to have to move on to dessert. Yeah. So when the worst case scenario is you ate four full plates of food and it was all pretty good, I'd say it's pretty much a winning strategy. That, that yep. is a win. Now, I, to, to amend my original statement, when I'm getting the fried chicken as my first item, I am filling up with some other items, too, like you're doing, like you're talking about. I mean, and there's chick- always mashed potatoes in there. And but, chickpeas. And no, I don't usually get chickpeas. But I've gotten to the point where my first plate full of all the samples is just about as far as I usually get. <laughs> yeah. Now, what would be the best food you've ever had in a, had a, at a uh, buffet? Wait, did they? An- did you guys answer that question? What about the first thing you get? I don't remember hearing you and Pat's answer. Did I? Oh, I don't know, Pat. <laughs> what, what's the first thing you get? Hmm. If I'm at a Chinese buffet, it's always, you know, you got to make sure you get egg rolls and crab rangoon. Any other one, I would say it's probably mac and cheese. I always I always have to try the mac and cheese every buffet. I'll go with that. Mac and cheese, and I'd say if it's an Asian buffet, uh, chicken fried rice. Those are all solid first choices to see how safe. Like if all, like your rangoon or your fried rice or whatever appetizer that you can't screw up, your mac and cheese is good. Go crazy. Get the stuff that might be bad at a mediocre buffet on your second run. Yeah, I see, always love when they have a carving station too. Oh yeah. Yeah. See that's yeah, the thing was, is like I, I agree with you, Josh. That's the when you step into a buffet, you know what mac and cheese tastes like. You know and everybody can tell good mac and cheese. Grab some of that, see what it see what it's like. Um and then I, I won't lie. I mean there's been this buffet, especially down in Florida that we go to, uh the the Asian one, I've had crawfish. For two reasons. One, nobody else is touching the crawfish. You know, there's not like there's that there's like the uh, last half a Rangoon sitting at the bottom of the pan. You know, the crawfish, I'll have that or I'll have some of the wackier stuff once I'm on plate, like two or three. But for the start out, yeah, you know, egg roll, chicken fried rice, uh, egg foo young, maybe. Orange chicken or general toast chicken. Those are also solid. Like if they nailed these, we can go with the weirder items. Right now. Now you were saying, though? Pat, you said your first one was like the mac and cheese? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what would be the worst or best food that you've ever had at a buffet? <sighs> I'm just going to say, I'll, I'll precursor this, the worst was uh, those freaking glass noodles at Yoshi's. (laughs) (laughs) If you make me a bazooka barf, that is the worst thing that I'm ever going to have. In fact, Yoshi's, never going back there again. Eat a Um, dick. Right. The best thing, surprisingly, uh, Asian buffet, there are these little dumplings that look like peaches, and they're full of this sweet bean paste. Mm. Oh, yeah, probably mochi. Yeah, mochi balls. Yeah, yeah. It's not, but it's not cold. It's not like a like an ice cream. It's like this. It, it's got the red sweet bean inside. Yeah, most mochi is not ice cream. Okay, uh, mochi is a type of uh, rice cake that you can put ice cream in. Okay, well, this this mochi looked like peaches, sweet bean paste inside. I could eat that all day long. Nice. Yeah. Patrick, you're picking yes, what? best and worst food you've ever had at a buffet. Hmm. Hmm. It's a good question. I was not prepared for that, <laughs> despite despite the fact you guys have been talking about it for a good couple of minutes. <laughs> we can come back to you while you think I didn't about expect it. to be called on. <laughs> yeah, and I can't think of like a, a, a one particular thing that, that stood out like that, you know? Huh. Because mm. it's always usually just kind of all 
either a little above average or a lot below. There's never like, oh man, this is like the best thing I've had. Um, the sushi that I had at the Rio Seafood Buffet was amazing. So I might have to go with that as the best I've ever had. Um, as far as the worst, there's just too many. Because <laughs> I, I mean, in general, I'm not real overly impressed with most buffet food quality because just by nature, there, it's going to be lesser quality than anything you can order off the menu unless you're right. at a place that exclusively does buffets. So it's easy to find bad buffets. It's, it's hard to find good. Well, and you're probably a little spoiled with the Vegas stuff because I'm, I mean, I'm I'm guessing most of theirs are going to be above what we have anywhere else in the country. Well, I mean, they also have their, their fair share of bad buffets. There's plenty of you know places that don't serve good food, like um, the El Cortez, for instance. They don't really have much in their buffets. Their buffets are not very good. The um, buffet at, um, oh, what's the name of the place? Excalibur is very average. <laughs> I like how you, you built it up. I was like, he's going to say bad or excellent. And you're like, very <laughs> average. It is so, the I mean, like, I'm just saying like, there are buffets all across the board in Vegas. They're not all five stars. Oh. You know, so, I mean, some of the places have, you know, some of the casinos have buffets just because they have to have buffets. Right, to compete. Right. And it used to be, you know, like back in the day when they first started the buffets, they didn't mind taking a loss, you know, in the buffet because they knew they would make it up on the, you know, on, on the, the gambling floor. But now, like, you know, with co- corporations owning all the buff, you know, all the casinos, you have to show profit in everything. There's nothing you can take a loss in anymore. Huh. So the fat people lose out. (laughs) (laughs) I think that in general, the best I've had is the uh, barbecue at the French Market Buffet at uh, Orleans in Vegas. Uh, I mean, whether you're talking the brisket or the ribs, like it's unusually good barbecue place for a restaurant that isn't specifically a barbecue restaurant. Right. Um, The worst is real easy. It's uh, the second most recent buffet I've been to. Uh, There's a place that's actually fairly highly rated that's right near my house. Uh, Sarah and I went for our anniversary and it looks real nice. You get into, but it's in some ways the opposite of the place place we went to last night where instead of looking like a health inspector's nightmare and the food being good this place looked awesome it was packed and uh when i immediately was willing just on the appearance of the place to go for the raw oysters Uh i ate an oyster and the flavor you ever been in a pet shop back near the aquariums okay i'm gonna say right now this whole description has gone south then for me yes the the flavor of that that oyster was like the not cleaned in weeks smell that you get at the back of a pet shop that has a bunch of aquariums in it. Mm, yep. Wow. That's what they were going for. Oh, wow. my God. Like, I actually accidentally ate one that tasted like that. And I wonder if I was going to survive the next couple of days or if I was just going to be pulling a mic projectile vomiting on everyone. <laughs> But yeah, ne- never again, which is a shame because it's so close to the house and it's a better rated than the place we went to last night. But we'll be returning to the scary Chinese buffet and we will not be returning to the uh, seafood and sushi buffet that is right near the house. Interesting. Joel, Tales what about you, man? What about me? What? Best and worst food you've ever had at a buffet. We already talked to me. You didn't? Yeah. No. Oh. I must have gone away. I'm back now. <laughs> he's he's back at the Bacchanalia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I may have a tab open with the Bacchanal buffet photo. <laughs> All right. Can we, uh, well, let's say, what, what about right now? Family says, let's go to a buffet. Or you go, hey, I want to go to a buffet. Or friends want to go to a buffet. What is the first place that pops in your head? 
Well, as I said before, my kids are all about Golden Corral if if they can go. And you know, it's it's not it's not terrible and it's not the best, but it's not the worst. It's like Pat had mentioned, you know, it's very decently average for what yeah, you're paying I, I, for. I went to Golden Corral today for my little niece's eighth birthday. She that's where she wanted to go. And I told him we're going to a buffet, pick which one you want to go to, and that's the one she wanted to go to. And it was it was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, I mean compared to some of the other ones out there, the food is generally pretty fresh. It's a little bit above, you know, the quality of a lot of the places. And one of the things I liked about the the one here anyway is that they do like the made to order, like they've got the they'll slice the ham or they'll cook your little cut of low grade steak or whatever. And yeah, it's carving not too station. bad. Carving stations are always awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for that, if I get some fried chickens, uh, you know, a, and their a fried medium chicken steak. Yeah, it's it's decent. And then their dessert bar is not too bad either. And they have like pies and and the chocolate and fountain and the cotton candy machine and unique roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would recommend it if you're going to go. I mean, if you don't, if you just want like a, a reasonably priced, moderate buffet, I mean, that's probably the better one to go to. I mean, than the average, it's average is about $10 a head. Not horrible. Yeah. yeah. But it's rock solid as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. I would never turn up my, I'd turn my nose up at uh, Golden Corral. Well, I'd never been before. And this is, you know, I was like, I was actually kind of like thinking I might be open to this in the future. Proud there, sponsor, 40 Gorgon 14. Yeah. <laughs> there is a place near me that I is actually on my list it's called the taste of the himalayas it's a nepalese and indian restaurant with a buffet you're talking dirty yeah and you didn't go this week yeah no i i unfortunately it's north of me and my entire existence was south but um their their stuff looks looks fantastic tandoori chicken palak paneer pull of rice um the buffet just looks fantastic and the thing is it's one of those places where if i go eat there it's gonna be coming out of my pores for years <laughs> it's it looks good um now uh but yeah i mean there's also as i'm looking at something called epic buffet oh that's the casino up at me okay never mind <laughs> yeah so what do you think? I think I'm yeah, full. I think, yeah, I, I think I, I can't do one more plate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually right. did three plates at, at Golden Corral. I was pressed. What? Huh? Yeah. Nice. Yep. Thank you. I, I am impressed with you. America. So uh, <laughs> what do we have? I miserable still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. I woke up twice with indigestion last night. I, I overextended myself a bit. Yeah. Uh, so what do we have on tap for next week, gentlemen? Next week, we're getting our peewee on. Oh, geez. Yeah. Phrasing. No. <laughs> Everybody loves peewee. We're doing peewee's big adventure versus peewee's big holiday. Uh, a now um, made for uh, Netflix made original. for Netflix original. Yeah. So uh, peewee Herman, we're going to get our Rubens on. Not in the back of the theater. Oh, come on. <laughs> He's peewee. What's he going to get? Well, uh, if that description hasn't scared you away, you can always <laughs> check out our archives on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, or TalkShoe. Right. Other fine podcasting directories. And uh, apparently, as we've heard coming on the 18th, Google uh, Podcasts. And if you'd like to talk to us, maybe leave us a voicemail. You can call us at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Or if you're on our Facebook page, you can just click the Call the Guys uh, button at the top of the page and uh, give us a ring that way, too. Yeah, let us know if we forgot about your favorite buffet. Maybe there is a place in your area of the country or in your country that we don't have here in the States that we'd like to hear about. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wonder what an Australian or New Zealand 
Zealand buffet would be like. I think in Australia, the buffet, tr- everything tries to kill you. Well, and in New Zealand, you got to go somewhere between the wickets in order to get your plate. <laughs> what? Uh, that was supposed to be a cricket joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had crickets after it. Yes, I know. And on that note, have a good evening because buffets. We're yeah, we're done too. All right. Thanks, folks. Have a good night. I need to unbutton part of my pants. Yeah, I think it was Ramsey Lewis, Emmanuel Lewis, and Lewis Farrakhan. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I think that's what it was. No, it doesn't, but it does in our world.